Welcome to Moments with Lori and Leanne on the Raising Christian Kids podcast. Lori Wildenberg is a national speaker, a licensed parent family educator of over 25 years, an award-winning author of six Christian parenting books. And once a month, Lori will be joining me to discuss complex topics such as parenting, discipline, and family relationships to hopefully help families build connections that will last a lifetime. We all know that parenting is hard work and life can get busy. We've done the research to help you. So let's dig deep with Leanne Mancini and work together to help you raise strong Christian kids. Hello and welcome back to Raising Christian Kids. As I said in the intro, we've got another fabulous session with Lori Wildenberg. Moments with Lori and Leanne, and we're going to bring this to you once a month, talking about one particular question. And hey, please reach out and send us your questions. And Lori and I will investigate and look for all the answers and all the suggestions, and we'll be happy to help you. Welcome back, Lori. Hey, Leanne, it's great to be with you for our moments. (laughs) Yes, moments and moments, M O M. Let's start right away. What would you do with a child that talks consistently and therefore is labeled a troublemaker by their teachers or their schoolmates? And let me tell you, that was me. Oh, well, you probably have some good tips for us. So you'll have to throw them in there. Well, we're going to let you start it off. What would you do? (laughs) Well, first off, this is a very common problem. And, you know, we never like to hear from the teacher that our child is being either disruptive or something on the negative side. We feel like, gosh, that kind of cuts us to our heart and we can feel a little embarrassed. But what I want to first off encourage parents with is that this is a common problem. And I used to teach, I taught for 10 years, and I can tell you in every classroom, there is at least one little character that does a lot of blurting out, does a lot of talking. And, you know, there's a lot of reasons why they might do that. And that's maybe even something to look at first, like, well, why are they doing that? Is it because they have, which I'm suspecting with you, Leanne, natural leadership abilities, and you just kind of want to, you know, lead? Is that is that what's going on? And if the teacher can identify that, they can take that superpower that's coming out kind of sideways and channel it into more appropriate leadership places. So we want to figure out what, you know, what is it? Is it that they lack self-control? That could be, it could be an impulsive sort of a thing. And what that would tell the parent is that, wow, you know, we need to work a little bit more on um, some sort of impulse control. And you know, maybe extend work on patience and delayed gratification and some of those things that will affect that need to feel like they've got to do all the talking all the time and and they can't, you know, hold back a little bit. Is it a need for attention? Right? Why why are they talking out? Is it they're not getting enough attention perhaps from the teacher, from the kids? Could it be from not getting enough attention at home? Has something just happened? Was a new baby added to the family? Is there something that's circumstantial? So getting to the why 
And I know that there are other reasons like you could claim, I don't know, not being being under challenged or being over challenged. Those things can can generate behaviors that we we might want to take a peek at. But what I want to encourage the parents out there to know is this is a fairly common problem. And most teachers are trained in how to deal with this. And there are some teachers that aren't quite as good at that. And so sometimes it isn't just the child. Sometimes it's maybe a, a lack of good classroom management skills. So trying to understand the whole picture is, is very helpful. But when we can take a child who's got a lot of energy and a lot of words and a lot of information to share and turn it into something that is really positive, because those are good, positive things. I think that's a really helpful approach. Rather than trying to squelch the child's spirit, just redirect it. Yes. And some children have a lot of nervous energy in the morning. And maybe just let your child run outside before they go to school. Maybe get that nervous energy out. Because a lot of times if they have that energy and they can't get it out physically, they will get it out verbally by talking and and maybe being (laughs) disruptive to the class. And maybe they're bored with what's going on with school. Maybe the stuff that they're learning is either too hard or too easy. You know, that's sort of partner with the teacher, right? So you can do some sort of some sort of re, not just redirection, but also um, skills that need to be reinforced and maybe cut down into smaller pieces, or perhaps some enrichment activities for those that need a little bit more challenge. Well, how can a parent access if the behavior is really serious issue that needs to be addressed by an expert? Or do you have any cases that you can talk about, you know, or that you've coached that can help parents? Yeah, I think I would look for behavior across the board, really consistent, inappropriate behavior, and to watch for that rather than just situational. Are they able to control things at home a little bit better? Or are they able to control it better at school? Because if they if they can do one of those two things, they are able to do that. So it's more of the situation. If it's consistent behavior at home and at school, and the teacher is continuing to talk to you about it, and they have various resources in the school's where you can have your child evaluated, you know, evaluated for perhaps ADHD, you know, things like that. You, you can go ahead and move forward with that. But I would first try working through just some positive reinforcement and, and redirection and, and for the parent to stay on it. Like, if, so that it's not such a burden for the teacher, perhaps just a, a quick note, maybe good day, hard day to bring home. And then then the child can talk to mom or dad about what's going on and what was difficult so that you can kind of problem solve with them. But some kids don't pick up on social cues and they need to be taught those some it's very natural for, but there are many that don't get subtle social cues. So to teach them the art of conversation, 
that it's a back and forth to teach them what it's like to sit in the classroom, that they're more the listener than the talker, unless they're asked. You know, Ecclesiastes tells us, you know, there's a time to speak and a time to be quiet. Yes. And and you can even, you know, weave that in as well. So I think first, not to be so alarmed and to know that the nature of the child, especially if they're young, I would hold off on any sort of testing until perhaps maybe the third grade, because it could, a lot of it could be maturational. And I would also say, how about the parent? Maybe you're, maybe you are a parent who talks all the time, interrupts people when they're talking, talks out of turn, and your child is witnessing this behavior. And so you're modeling that for them also. So maybe the parent needs to be aware of, you know, how they engage socially in conversations with other people. Yeah. Right? Because, you know. Yes. And, you know, once we figure out, the interruption stuff. I think that's a really good technique for really everyone to work on. And let's say that we're talking to a friend at church and our child comes up and interrupts us. There's a lot of times the parent will quickly redirect to the child and stop the conversation without saying anything. And I think perhaps that might be a mistake. I think if you're engaged in conversation, the thing to teach the child is either to say, excuse me, or to say, I see that you're here. I know what you have to say is important. Hold on a minute. Let me finish my conversation with my friend and I will get back to you to make sure that you do that. Because I think sometimes when the kiddos think they have our ear, they're anxious they're going to lose it again because we may not go back to them. So to be good about going back and asking them, questions like, you know, hey, I I noticed that you had something important to tell me. Let's talk about it in five minutes. Or my ears will be ready to hear you in five minutes. Or let's say you've got the little character in the back in the car seat who's just talking away, you know, and it, and sometimes that that's a great blessing. And other times it's exhausting because you just don't have a minute if you could just say something like, you know, mommy's ears are a little tired right now and I want to give you my full attention. Let's just take a break for a minute. So that teaches self-control, teaches to wait, but it also builds trust in the relationship if you're the parent that will go back and say, now, what was it that you wanted to talk with me about? Very good points. I remember parents who will have their child just put their hand on their arm when they want the parent's attention. And the parent will just look at them and acknowledge the child that I know you want my attention. And that sometimes that cue tells a child, okay, mommy knows she's not going to forget. And I'm going to, you know, behave and wait until she can give me an opportunity to speak to her. I think that's a really good technique. I think that's an excellent technique. Yeah, I think when I was in school, my ho my whole thing was my teacher, my kindergarten teacher said I was a happy go lucky child. Mm -hmm. And that was me. I was very happy. And I'm, I'm still kind of seeing the glass always half full. And I was always excited to share or to tell or to jump in. And so I, like you said, you don't want to squash that in a child because that's those are good qualities. But yes. maybe learn how to rein them in in a loving, a loving way. Yeah, appropriate behavior. And Boy, you know, kids don't come out of the chute knowing how to behave, right? <laughs> they need to be taught. And so it's a training opportunity. And this just might be the thing that's hard for them. And that's okay. 
because everybody's got stuff that's hard and they just need to learn. Well, thank you, Lori, again. And mamas, if you got a child out there who's, you know, talking excessively and you don't know what to do and you need more help, please reach out to Lori Wildenberg and we will have a link where you can contact her. She's wonderful to work with. She's uh, very knowledgeable. She's expert in all of this. And she's just a great resource for parents. Thank you, Lori, again for being on the show today. Thanks for having me, Leanne. And this is how we all work together to raise strong Christian kids. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.